I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. At times life is wicked and I just can't see the light A silver lining and sometimes isn't enough to make some wrong seem right Whatever life brings, I've been through everything And now I'm on my knees open But I know I must go on Although I heard I must be strong Because inside I know
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and of course, with me is my, uh, again, much more beloved and angelic half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So, folks, uh, tonight uh, we've got a very, 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 very special guest for you, uh, as it was Pastor Dave uh, and WOW. Pastor Dave Scarlett from His Glory. Um, wow. Go to hisglory.me. And and I kind of took the lead on this one. I know a lot of you, a, a lot of you have listened or watched me come into my faith, as it were, in the last few months um, in a way that I never thought was possible. And this was kind of the culmination of that. And it's interesting when, when we get some of these guests on, they send us a list in advance of possible topics, not necessarily questions. Um, I, I review it and then I generally throw it out, which I did this time as well. Um, because uh, you, Oh, wait, wait a minute. Hold on a second. You actually review it? <laughs> See, I, I don't review anything. I, I do my own research. I actually go online, look these people up, try and get an idea of what they maybe want to talk about, and then I like to drag them out of their comfort zone. And I, I try to put them in an I, – I ask them an uneasy question just to see how they react. And uh, there's a lot of things that, like, I, I didn't think he would be prepared for, and he was actually very prepared for it. And it was almost like if – God had told him, hey, look, you're going to need this asshole. <laughs> he's going to send you like, he's going to call you. And then when he calls you, he's going to ask you a bunch of weird crap that you're <laughs> not going to be prepared for. So please prepare yourself. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I think uh, kind of covers it there. So. I mean, boom normally works in anything <laughs> that works with Clay Clark. But this time I'm going to say, wow, because uh, I was a little taken back with some of his answers. I was like. All right, dude, you've got it. Uh, I, I could not trip him up. I tried to. Well, I almost asked him about um, your absolute conviction that you're going to hell, and you did reference it real quick. I didn't quite get to that. Maybe the next time we bring him on, we'll we'll discuss your redemption, as it were. Or lack thereof. Yes. Uh, um, either way, folks, this is one. Listen to it because, uh, again, we're outside of our normal political conspiracy theory but it really actually delved into that to where i was popped i don't know if you'll see it in the video my face got really red and i was like seriously almost exploded i was like oh my god i cannot believe he's talking about this stuff because he's actually lending credence to stuff we have talked about here on this show we've actually had this discussion we've actually he talks about the 17 things that he was called to do the 17 scan the list of 17 scandals that he was given and every single one of those scandals we have talked about at nauseum well i don't i mean maybe not necessarily on the show you and i have talked about them at nauseum oh, oh no we've talked about them think, on the show i don't think we've talked about nexium so much or um the the gun running no we've not talked about them on the show no. Oh, okay, well, then maybe we need to talk about him because yeah. uh, that's all stuff that I have information. I mean, there's everything he talked about there. I have so much information on all of that stuff. There is like, oh, my God, I have got bucket loads of information from Benghazi to Clinton to Epstein to all of that stuff. I've got bucket loads of information on. I've um, One of these days, I am going to produce the list that I have. Uh, 
the pedo list? Yes. When I have given everybody enough time to make sure that when I publish this, that this is, this lays out everyone who's involved in the pedophile ring. Uh, Which he talked about. There is a list at nauseum I can start, but if you can think of the name, I can tell you right now or not, if they are on the list or not. And let me tell you something, when it comes to Hollywood, when it comes to Washington, there are very few names that I can, that you can say that, that are not on the list, that are not on the list. It's actually easier to remember the names that are not on the list than the, the names that are on the list. Uh, and that's the way I've gone about memorizing who's on the list and who's not on the list. But this show is not about that. This show. It's is- not, but it's, it's just odd that he brought that up and the, the <laughs> stuff he brought up and the the loads of information I have that like is just like well maybe God is putting you two together for a reason I don't know I he did he works in mysterious ways that's all I'm gonna say he does folks again another one you need to listen to this and this episode is timeless quite honestly this is something that you're gonna be able to go back and listen to hey, for all those people too that over and over the again fact that I cuss I don't cuss at all in this show well, you just cussed in the intro twice. Uh, well, I had so. to. I had to. I had to let I, it out of me. I know. Because if and I don't I let think, it out of me, it's like... And I think Pastor Dave would forgive you being that he is a Marine. And I think God will forgive you being that he knows well, you. Either way. And he created me. I mean, there's a lot there. But either way, folks, another one. This is a great episode. Uh, he was a great guest. I, I didn't realize how much he and I were going to connect like we did. I, I was actually very taken back by uh, things that you did I not knew ex- about. You did not expect this. No, no. It was an odd one. It was one of those ones that I went in kind of real shaky about. Yeah, you can even I hear it in my it, opening. You didn't know anything about him. or I mean, you. I shouldn't say that because you've heard him speak, but... I've gone in and I did my own research. I, I always do my own know, research. Whether you want me to do it or not, I do it anyway. I know you do. I don't go into anything blind. I uh, never don't ask a question I don't already know the answer to. But you asked some questions tonight that you did not know the answer to. Well, no, because and I he was... kind of blew your mind. Well, it was that he went down a road I was not expecting. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so you were trying to trip him up and actually he tripped you exactly. up. Exactly. He flipped the script. That, exactly. That is a hard thing to do. With it you. is hard to do because I know. <laughs> Props to Pastor Dave. He got me good. Uh, but either way, folks, another great episode. Uh, we're, like I said, we're trying to pump these. Uh, there's, uh, I got comments today, just today alone, about how many episodes we've done in the last uh, six days uh, at a buddy of mine Two who weeks. had who hadn't listened in about four days, and he said he went online and he was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> He's like, "Hey, what are you guys trying to do? Eat up my next seven days of work?" And I said, yes. "Exactly, that's something what, like that." We're trying to keep you interested. We're trying to keep. We try to bring in different people from all different genres. We're we're not specific to just conspiracy theories. We're bringing in everybody. It, you're holy. We'll bring you on. I can stop cussing for that long to talk to somebody. But notice that our, our episodes, our interviews rarely go longer than an hour if Mick can't cuss during them because that's about his limit. So. Yeah, because I start to get itchy. And <laughs> I, I got to say something. Um, so before we wrap this up, though, I do want to ask everyone, please, to pray for my mom. Um, I My mom's my best friend, and she was diagnosed with COVID today. 
She's freaking out because she thinks she's going to die. She is not going to die. I have assured her she is not going to die. I called Dr. Sherwood. Um, and again, I'm so grateful that we, we have all these, made connections these connections that we have. And, and, and I was folks, able to reassure my mom. I was like, look, I have met some of the top COVID doctors in the world and they're amazing. And between them, they have saved 100,000 people from dying from COVID. Folks, you are not going to die from COVID. If there's one thing I know is if you reach out to us, you tell us that, hey, look, somebody's got COVID in your family. They are absolutely losing their mind. And you reach out to us and you provide us with a phone number and everything else. I'll call them. We will put them in touch with those people such as Dr. Sherwood, Dr. Stella Manuel, and we will have them reach out to them and talk to them and talk them off the ledge if you need, if need be. Because and I know Dr. Sherwood. Dr. Sherwood would do it at the drop of a hat. He wouldn't even ask. He would say... Mick, I will do it. And he would get on the phone and he would make that phone call just be just out of our friendship, but not just out of that, just because he is a true believer in humanity and he doesn't care what they're, he doesn't give a shit about, well, oh, they're a liberal. No, he's going to make the phone call just because they're a human and he wants to help as many people as he possibly can. And he Folks, understands this that is no joke. State of mind is a a huge huge factor in getting over anything we learned that with mixed surgery a long time ago oh yeah uh, that it's really it's willpower it's determination it's faith it's state of mind if you think you're gonna die you're a lot more likely to if you know you're not gonna die you're not going to that's what it comes down to but i I I push this i push this because i want you all to understand it's not just for v lynn it's not just for me it's for all of you if you reach out to us, we're going to put you in touch with them. Absolutely. If you know somebody who's suffering, please reach out to us. Let us know. We will put the people that need to talk to this person in. And I think tonight we've got another one. Pastor Dave is an amazing man. We put him in touch with those people who are sick or they, or, you know, they're just, they got something wrong. He is a, a great, he's a, spiritually he is a person you need to reach out to because he's going to redirect your thought and everything you believe what you thought you believe he's going to redirect it and i'm not talking about the political bs i'm talking about just a a mind ass head heaven that's it so (laughs) everything all works in that that level it goes from ass to mind to head to heaven everything goes up he's going to show you how to go up whether he's got to put your put his foot underneath your butt or not, he's going to show you that everything goes up. This is the point. It is all about that. It, it doesn't matter what you're really, and we talk a lot about Catholicism tonight. And one of the things I really loved about it is something he tells me about Catholics. You're going to, you're going to hear it later. So just listen, but it is amazing. Again, it's not just about Vilan's mom, but trust me, we're all praying for her. So everybody, but whip out your. I, I also beads. know I have faith that she's going to be fine. She is not going to go up just yet, um, because she's got hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin coming her yep. way. Yep, it'll be literally overnight shipping. And now I've gone through the process of going through uh, Dr. Stella's website, Dr. Stella MD, Dr. Stella MD dot com. Um, I used our own promo code Defiant to save 5% on my mom's order. I signed her up for the whole teledoc visit. I put her in as a, you know, COVID patient with symptoms. 
Um, they, they, you, they call you back within 24 hours. The doctor calls you back. They ship you um, express shipping. It's included in the price. Honestly, how long did it take to get a phone call back from Dr. Stella? Um, well, see, I went a different route because I texted Dr. Stella directly. However, I went through the actual process for us yesterday because yep. I ordered us hydroxychloroquine for our oh shit box. Yep. And I got a phone call today. And I had gotten a message on the website when I put it in because I put it in that we are not symptomatic. This is for prophylactic use, not for, you know, not urgent. And they said, you know, we're treating urgent patients first, so it might be a couple of days before we get back to you. But they got back to me today. Um, Doctor went through the whole thing. You know, it's a prophylactic thing. And we're going to have our hydroxychloroquine in three to five business days. So wait, your mom. My mom is going to have hers tomorrow or the next day. See, so folks... This is not no joke. I'm, I, I actually talked to a couple different friends of mine today, and they all told me that they listened to the shows the last couple of days. They've all gone online. They they said they've already got a phone call back from Doctor Sella. That's just to show you that she's no joke. The lady is no joke. She will get you the hydroxychloroquine. She will get you the ivermectin. She it it takes a little bit, but if you're non it again, if you're non symptomatic and you're not diagnosed with COVID. It's going to be a little bit longer because they are dealing with those that are symptomatic and those that have COVID first. And that's completely understandable in my book. I completely understand that. Absolutely. Make that happen first. Uh, We are merely a second thought, but we're doing it just for us. Do it for yourselves. It's better to have and not need than need not have. Yes. And then I'm going to go on my pillow and get my mom a pair of moccasins in early i planned on getting her some for christmas you know how she loves her moccasins but hey. again i'll use our promo code defiant and save up save to up to 66 percent absolutely because they are the most comfortable slippers ever um get you some moccasins get you some uh get a my pillow mattress topper yeah get you know some of the giza dream sheets my pillow pillows get the towels Get the freaking towels. Holy crap, get the towels. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, get the towels. The towels I are love amazing. the towels. Get the towels. Uh, you can also go to Dr. Sherwood, too. He also has another great line of, you know, if you get his book, you can use his immersive detox program. Detox program. You'll feel a million times better. Absolutely. Try it, folks. Just give it a shot. Remember, with his program, though, 90% of it relies on you. It you can't just say, well, the drugs will help. no, the drugs aren't going to help. There's no miracle pills. You have to you put the have work to do in to get the yep. result out. That's true it's of just everything like, that just matters. Just like working out, it's just like going to the gym. If you don't put the work in, you're not going to get anything on the backside. So it's the same thing. Go do it. Uh, well worth your time. Well worth your effort. And a lot of a lot of actually Doctor Sherwood stuff. After reading half of the book today. Uh. A lot of his stuff is free. If you yeah. just follow what he says, you do it every day. Just you, you spend some more time doing it. And you notice that there's a difference. There is a difference, folks. Get out there. Give it a shot. Because if it's free, I'd rather push that to you. It's free. He's just telling you how to do it. Follow that. those steps. Just follow that easy equation it'll get you somewhere it's better than nothing um also uh let's not forget Honestly, what you dress in is really important and a lot of people put a lot of pressure on what you dress in how about you try dressing in something you feel good about dressing in that would be my first thing 
And, and we did touch on abortion a little bit. I went on a little rant against the Pope for a a, a minute there. Um, but uh, let's and, and, let's try and wear something that actually makes us feel good about who we are as not only Christians, but just as people in general, as humans. Let's start there. Uh, I personally would like to wear something that said that, hey, I am not killing kids. Uh, I personally have something against that. There's there's a problem there for me when you tell me you're killing kids. Let's just start there. Let's start with the clothes I wear. If I wanted to do that, I'd go to the Culture of Life 1972. Uh, as we all know, 1972 was the year before Roe Ro v. Wade was passed. Roe v. Wade was passed in 1973. So the last year that we were actually the Culture of Life was 1972. And that's the most important thing to me. So if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to go buy some clothes from Cultural Life 1972 just to support that, just to ensure that we are still supporting the culture of life. So col1972.com and use the promo code Patriot Party. You get 10% off your order. Really cute beanies, sweatshirts. The beanies are badass. T-shirts. I really. She's I, got a Stars and Stripes beanie that I, I'm telling you I'm going to get it myself. And I, it might be 90 degrees down here in Savannah, but I'm going to wear it. Well, we are going like to a cold place next month. So maybe if we order it now, you can wear it there. Oh shoot! We could do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could definitely do that. We could, we could, maybe that could be my trigger me Elmo hat, like your cowboy hat. Um, I'm definitely wearing the you cowboy think, hat. You think I can trigger someone on an airplane with the Culture of Life 1972 beanie? I think that could be fun. I don't know. I'm definitely pimping this hat on the hat. Okay. On the on the ride. So you get your your beanie, and I'll I'll wear my 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 cowboy hat. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, COL but the only time that it's going to do it is on the way back. That's it never works going there. Probably true. Yeah, because out there they're fine with this. But yeah. coming back to Atlanta, man, not, they lose not their so shit. Much. All right. They don't like that at all. Okay. Anyway, um, enjoy this interview. It was a lot of fun Pastor, for us. Pastor Dave Scarlett is really amazing. Um, he had some great insights. I asked him some questions that I just really wanted to know the answers to. And some that I thought maybe y'all would want to know the answers to as well. And, uh, and he did not disappoint and please go look him up, go to, uh, his glory.me. You can just type in his glory into It'll bring Google it, or bring whatever. It there. It's the yep. first thing that pops up, um, his glory ministry. So his glory.me and he's also got his glory.tv. Yep. And, uh, they're they, going to be releasing a video on Thanksgiving, uh, with general Flynn about what really happened on January 6th, which is really funny because we kind of got into a conversation with them about that because we were there. We actually were there on January 6th. And I think, so. I think that Pastor Dave did not expect you as much as you did not expect Pastor Dave. So I think there's a possibility there. I think he's going to go to General <laughs> Flynn now and ask General <laughs> Flynn some questions. But that's even better anyway, because yes. I've been dying to get General Flynn on this show anyway. I'm working on that too. Um, so. so folks, listen again. Share, subscribe. Love, whatever. Please, yeah, Please like, show share, some love. Subscribe. If you don't hit if that, you, hit if that you little don't, star thing. You don't have to write a review. Just hit the little stars thing. If you don't love us, leave a comment. We'll, we yeah. will address you. I, I'm pretty sure that Mayflower Dar knows that we will address <laughs> you. By now, Mayflower Dar knows. Seriously, uh, they can a, hold a grudge like no one There's else. a lot of other people out there that are now calling out Mayflower Dar because I started it. And now all these other podcasters are going after her because they all realize that they don't. she doesn't listen to the show. She just comments just randomly on people's shows. Great. So whatever, we've now turned the tide. I mean, hey, <laughs> I want to name... Uh, another thing too... Um, 
just to throw this out there and uh turning the tide standing together project stand together no no i wasn't gonna go there well i will go to projectstandtogether.com please sign the petition we all need to stand together against vaccine mandates whether you're vaccinated or not it doesn't matter it's about freedom that's that's it go to projectstandtogether.com and sign the petition and commit to having a freedom flu day november 10th so with that though i and that's a great thing too i'm not throwing that at one under the bus by any means shape or form however there is a, uh, a social media platform that uh, just released, uh, well, it released a while ago, um, and it's Locals. We're going to have an account on there just here shortly. Um, Dan Bongino is dragging up all of the content creators that are on Rumble, and you're going to get accounts on Truth so- or on uh, this Locals app that he now just combined with Rumble. So we're going to be able to live stream our shows um, this is actually something I've been waiting on. I, I, I didn't know it was going to come as quickly as it did, uh, but it did just drop today. So locals will be our first streaming platform. Eventually we're going to work it into this. So our interviews, all of our stuff will be live streamed via locals on our rumble from our rumble channel. It will all be a live stream. This will be a live event every time we do it. And don't worry about it because we've got, People that are asking, hey, look, if you go to live streaming, please still record your shows. Of course. We're obviously going to do that. Don't sweat that. That'll all become a podcast. But I wanted to let you all know first that Locals will be our new live streaming hub as soon as it becomes available to us. Uh, It's going to take about another 48 to 72 hours. So it's going to still be a little bit before we get on there. But Locals is where we're going. Um it is a new Dan Bongino. It's a Rumble Dan Bongino thing that they're worked out. Great deal. Um, there will be some parts of our shows that will be behind a paywall. Uh, that is not by my choosing. I unfortunately have nothing to do with that. We're going to put the bulk of our shows, though, in front of our paywall. Uh, there'll be some minor stuff that would be, I'm not going to do anything major behind a paywall. I, I'm telling you all that right now. Anything we do behind a paywall, it will be small and minuscule. Uh, I don't want anybody to pay for this show. I don't want you to pay for anything. I don't want you to pay for a subscription. I want to do all of my stuff on the outside. I want you to see the big stuff. We're going to put all the big stuff on the outside. We're going to be the opposite of everybody else. Everybody else is going to try to stick their stuff behind a paywall. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put all my stuff in front of the paywall. Maybe we put older episodes behind the paywall. We might do something like that. Uh, we're not going to put any new content behind a paywall. You will get the same content that you get here. Uh, if you want to watch it live, if you want to chime in with questions, it will be live and it will be free to you to do. I am not doing anything behind a paywall. I've already expressed my discontent for paywalls. Um, I believe that I produce enough and we put enough ads out there that it should pay for itself and you all shouldn't have to pay for it. This is something that I think for those who want the live stream event and the the ability to get on and ask questions because you might not want to do it through your normal whatever, whatever, it's immaterial. We're going to do this. I think this is a good idea. Speaking Um, of, real quick, I do want to call out uh, Travis C. as a top supporter of the show. Thank you, Travis. We really appreciate you. Yes, sir. 
Uh, that is a big one too. And Travis, don't think that you're getting off because uh, I was going to wait till our next news news podcast. Oh no, we'll do it then too. But we're going to do that then too. So yep. we're going to call you out. We're going to give you like big props. But for everybody else, this is just, I'm just letting you know, we're not selling out. This is not a sellout thing. I, I like what Mongino's plan is with this. I think it's a really good idea. And I want to get behind this. And I think this is another counterculture type thing that we can do to subvert all the other BS. Yes, they want to put paywalls up. I am not about that, but I'm going to put all of our content in front of the paywall. Behind the paywall might be old stuff. If you want to go watch old stuff, that's up to you. I know that's not going to drive a lot of our our audience. So we're going to put it up still. We're going to follow this because this is just another ability for us to live stream to you. And uh, I think it's just a really good idea. And Bongino had it, and I, I think it's awesome. I think it's actually something that... I can get behind and I can actually sit there and say, you know what? You're not doing this because you're a Republican. You're not doing this for your business. And you're not doing this because you're a libertarian. You're actually doing this just for the good of the movement. And I think this is awesome. I heard about him talk about it today. I went and looked it up. I did a bunch of research into it today. So folks, we will be on locals. It's going to be a little bit, like I said, about 72 hours. It takes about that long for our application to clear. So when they go and look at our podcast, they're going to make sure it's the content they want to put on there. Um, we'll whatever. see. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Who knows at this point. So but, That'll be an interesting one. But this one, one um, you know, this particular episode, I, I think most of the interviews would make it, maybe not the news shows so much. Yeah, the news shows not so much. Yeah, anyway. So uh, please enjoy this interview with Pastor Dave Scarlett and share it. Um, like, subscribe, whole bit. Seriously, but share it with your friends that are that that you know are looking for something greater. Uh, be that the security of knowing that there is something greater, or that there's something greater coming. Either way, share it with your friends. Yeah, and, that's and it. Uh, I don't have anything. Nope. Enjoy. Enjoy, folks. Thanks for watching. Yep. And welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved other half. V. Lynn. Good evening, Patriots. And tonight we have a special guest for you. Uh, Pastor Dave has joined us. Uh, we've met Pastor Dave a couple times before. Uh, he is not unknown in the Clay Clark circle. He is very well known. A lot of people know him. He's spoken at, I don't know, how, how many have you spoken at uh, now? The Wake Up America, uh, the Reawaken America, Reawaken America, America Conferences. Well, every one of them. Uh, we run the green room at His Glory and all these events. So I think what we've we've done six already, and San Antonio will be number seven, or have we done five? And San Antonio is six. Well, I think San Antonio. Is six. There you go. And we have him tonight for an hour, so we're going to ask him some of the basic questions: how he got started with what he does, and uh, some of the specific, more specific parts about his ministry, because uh, he actually has. A very vast ministry that a lot of people aren't aware of. He's got tons of followers. Um, and we've heard all the great things about your ministry. We just want you to tell the rest of our people, our listeners, about your ministry. Because you all do some really great work. Other than helping Clay Clark in the uh, whole arena with... Uh, you know, the Reawaken America conferences, you do a lot of other stuff outside of that that I don't think a lot of Americans are aware of. And uh, if you just want to kind of explain what His Glory is and everything that you do as a ministry and what you do for the American people. Well, we, we are a very vast ministry. We, we, we reach about 20 million people 
worldwide uh, TV, radio, uh, literally in every country of the world, we're moving towards 24 seven content on our website and premium. We're actually gonna have um, premium Christian and Patriot movies uh, as soon as Thanksgiving as well. But we have many programs that are identified to reach a certain segment to know who Jesus is. So as you mentioned, we have a tremendous following of patriots. Uh, General Flynn on again uh, this morning. Uh, General Flynn comes on once a month. General Valley, General McInerney, they come on once a month. So we have many military, many patriots. We have Israeli patriots and Israeli former generals that come on as well to tell us what's going on from biblical Israel. And then we have a full Sunday service. So we are a lot of people's church as well. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people attend our Sunday service and we're growing plants all over the United States and the world where people come in and see our Sunday service and fellowship and do deeper Bible studies. And we've gone in depth in the Bible as well. So every single uh, book of the Bible, uh, I have taught word for word. And, uh, and we do other things like my son and I do a teaching to make it very simple as a child. It's one of our uh, best programs because many people want to hear the Bible very as simple as a child. And uh, that's called Mac, Bear, and Cheese. And uh, we go through the Gospels and explain it as simple as a child. That's, so that's fantastic. I mean, we do so much more that uh, I'd be wasting more of your time. But it's everything we do is for the glory of God. That's why the name is his glory. That's fantastic. I've recently started listening to the Bible um, instead of just reading it. I've read it a number of times, but I found listening to it brings a whole different perspective. Um, you're more involved and less involved at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, I found it to be a, a pretty incredible experience, actually. So, uh, And I've, I've also found recently that I feel like more and more people are trying to find God in their life again. Um, if, if either they've lost him or, or they never had him in the first place. And I think more and more people are, are drawn to something greater than themselves. Maybe they want the comfort of knowing that in these crazy times, there's, there is a plan, um, that there's, that we have a purpose, that there's a reason for everything that's going on. But I have to say what struck me the most about yourself, Pastor Dave, is your lack of fear. That's the one thing that really got me about, especially our church over this whole COVID thing, is our priest lives in fear all the time. He insisted on masks and social distancing, even against the word of our bishop, which is it's kind of a big deal for a, a priest to buck a bishop. Um at, you know, he actually closed the church for quite some time. And I never understood how someone who called himself a man of God could live in such fear. I don't get that. Well, that's not, it's not of God. It, it's the opposite. Jesus tells us, fear not because I've overcome the world and we can overcome, we can overcome all things through him. We're not to be fearful. It's the opposite. We got to have that shalom, that peace that comes from him, knowing he has it. No matter what life throws at us, God has it. Well, life's throwing a lot of stuff at us right now. And, and I know more and more people are getting the idea that, that there is a biblical aspect to it, or the whole thing is biblical. Um, 
what what do you think about that? Do you do you think we're in the end times that we're we're coming up on tribulation that we're going to meet Jesus again soon? We we are in the time which the Bible refers to in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the day of the Lord. Uh, Matthew 24, the signs and the seasons, the birth pains are here. It is not the tribulation period yet. Uh, Satan is trying to push the timeline up too soon. And God, we know, is a loving God, and he's going to have one last huge revival that hits the world, and that is the Joel 2 movement. So out of this darkness, you're going to see at a time that it looks the worst. It's going to get worse in the next few weeks. Uh, it's going to get much worse. And then out of that complete darkness, when it looks like there's no hope, that's where the Red Sea moment will come. And you're going to see a revival like the world has never seen. It's the greatest time to be alive. Well, you, you, just, you just said that you said the Joel 2 movement. Uh, what if for those who have not read the Bible, and uh, I don't believe we have a lot of listeners that have not read the Bible, but just in case they have it, please explain the Joel 2 movement. Joel 2 is what the Lord is talking about in the end days, the, t the timing before the coming of the Messiah from the Old Testament. Uh, it'll, it'll hit the younger generation. This is the generation right now in the United States is the furthest from God right now. And for many reasons, the conforming church has pushed this. The children have tuned out uh, Jesus. But you're going to see God do a complete boomerang, and he's going to reach the youth with signs and wonders. And that is what we call the outpouring of the Joel 2 movement that you'll see uh, uh, prophecies. You'll see uh, young men will have visions and dreams and supernatural things will happen through the youth of not only America, but the world. And when you talk about youth, how young are we talking here? I mean, what is the, uh, just the general age? I mean, because back in Jesus's time, we're talking anywhere between 15 and 25. Uh, today, I would expect that it'd probably be anywhere between 25 and 44. That would be my estimate, at least, as to if you took time and you added life. Because if you remember back then, they didn't live but to 45, 50 years old. So... These days, you add another 30 years to that, you add that on the back end and the front end of that thought in that time period, you're looking anybody between 44 and, you know, you know, anybody between, I, don't, I guess it'd be 25 and 44 years old or 45 years old. Even younger, we're seeing, we're seeing uh, young boys and young girls as young as two to three that are seeing angels that are prophesizing and showing supernatural things that only could come from God. You know that it's called the Generation Z for a reason, right? There, there's no more letters left in the alphabet. Yep. We're running out of letters, so we know we're in the in the end days. Not there yet, but we are. The God is using this to wake people up, as you were saying earlier. This is one of those times that you're gonna you're gonna pour your out, heart out to the Word of God and Jesus, or you're going to run. Because if the last two years don't wake you up, I don't know what will. Because it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. Do you do you have a prophecy as to the ways it can, it's going to get worse, or is it uh, just a general overall feeling? Because I have a general overall feeling, and my general overall feeling is <laughs> we're going to get way worse if if you look at it from a political standpoint. Now that's the way I look at most things, but if you look at it from a political standpoint, things are going to get way worse before they get better because the the times are always darkest before the daylight. Uh, but with that, is there something you've seen, something that may, uh, if some of our people are aspiring to look at, you know, the Bible and look to the Bible for an answer, is there something that you've seen that might actually answer that? 
Yeah, well, uh, from military intelligence, we've had generals come on and say that it's it's going to get worse. Uh, they're, they're trying to bring down the dollar. They're trying to crash the stock market. They're trying to do a 9-11 type uh, event uh, just to bring down the world economy. You see the supply lines that are uh, being held back. It's going to get worse before Thanksgiving. Uh, they're going to do anything and everything they can to shut down the world econ economy. So that's from the physical, the, the intel. We, we know that. That's what they're doing right now. And, and they're going to try anything and everything coming forward. I had a prophecy in 2007, January, uh, of what was going to happen to uh, the United States and the world. And it, it was the greatest scandals in the history of the United States and the world. And um, all seven pillars, man's society, the mountains, would come crashing down, are filled with filth and Satan, and, and the demonic will come crashing to, uh, to an end. And out of that will come rise a remnant that is going to do it a different way for his purpose and his glory. And he actually gave me the 17 scandals, too. And every one of these scandals back from 2017 is either in process or uh, well on its way. Okay. Uh, the 17 scandals, please enlighten us. I am actually dying to hear this. Uh, number one is 9-11. 9-11 is not what they told you what, what, what happened. The truth of 9-11. We've actually had whistleblowers that are sitting on some just uh, bombshell information around 9-11. Benghazi's number two. Benghazi was not what they told you. That was a complete cover-up. We've had Charles Woods on his glory, and we have other whistleblowers that are ready to come forward. Uh, number three is the State Department, the pedophilia ring in the State Department. And the State Department is really the genesis for all evil inside of our internal uh, government. Uh, that's where their tentacles were with the ambassadors and spying and unmasking. Uh, the Clinton scandals are starting getting in the news again. That's number four. Not the foundation, but the scandals. They're not done. And then we're learning today that they're going deeper into number five, which is the Clinton Foundation. Uh, 145 million racketeering, uh, just involving 60 different countries with blackmail and much worse. That, that's number five. Sixth is uh, Eric Holder, Fast and Furious. That is uh, going to get a lot worse for Eric Holder, uh, where we were uh, sending money to the or sending weapons to the cartel, uh, covering up for drugs, Hezbollah coming into the United States, all of that. IRS scandal was worse than anybody ever told you. They were spying far worse. And now you see with them just talking about it, checking people on any transaction of $600 or more, that should make everybody extremely nervous. And then when we brought this out in 2017, everybody thought we were crazy in January, Spygate, FISA, and Unmask, and all that has come true. And more is coming. Fusion G GPS, it's just, John Durham is just warming up. A lot more is coming. Uh, number nine is Project Folsom. That's with the UK, uh, with Boris Johnson spied on a sitting president, President Trump, before and after he took office. Number 10, General McInerney has been on uh, his glory many times, and he was the first one I heard come out with Project Hammer. It was John Brennan spying and blackmailing uh, Chief Justice Roberts, and much, much worse. Uh, that happens to do with the Dominion software as well and scorecard. Uh, number 11 is Uranium One, where we sold our uranium, believe it or not, to 20% to Russia. It was taken, funneled through Canada, and then the uranium got to North Korea, and oh, by the way, Iran. Amazing. Uh, number 12 is the Federal Reserve. The federal, it's not federal and it's not reserved. We are going back to a gold back uh, that is not, there, there's nothing there. That, that'll be relieved. 
Uh, 13 is the deep state and Illuminati. That used to be a conspiracy word in itself. Now it's a, everybody uses that word like even the even the far left or whoever you are, they see they use the word deep state Illuminati. Yes, there was 13 bloodlines from Satan that started this entire madness, and it's going to get worse. Uh, number 14 is uh, Reagan and JFK. The truth of Reagan and JFK is going to come out. Uh, they were they were taken out, or in, in Ronald Reagan's case, attempted to take out. The same man was behind both of them. Uh, United Nations, number 15, is probably going to be one of the greatest scandals of all time, even where the United Nations would be booted out of the United States. Probably go to Babylon. There's a place in Babylon fulfilling end-day Jeremiah, Isaiah, Bible prophecy that there would be a modern-day Babylon in the end days. Uh, so, And we would move them out of uh, Manhattan as well. Number 16, bear with me, my Catholic friends. We have a lot of followers in the, uh, that are Catholics that don't believe in the, the, the Pope. There is the, huge, the biggest scandal in the history of the Catholic Church is going to come crashing down, a financial scandal and a child pedophilia scandal and sacrifice inside the bowels of the Vatican. And then number 17 is Nexium and Epstein is going to get much worse. Okay. Wow. So we I, are no I, I longer see. we are no longer conspiracy theorists. Um, I seriously the, think Mick was about to explode there, Pastor Dave. And I, I don't know that you know this, but Mick was um, Army Intel for a very long time and special forces. He served for 21 years. He's been everywhere. He's done everything. He has information on, I think, almost three quarters of everything. Every, you just o- said. Almost. Yeah. Almost everything you said there. So some some of that. uh to include some things you didn't talk about, like for instance, Vernon Jones. Uh, well, that's that's new stuff, though, and that's not that's that's more gossip drama than not than, really. I mean, that kind of all plays into it. It's all it's all related. It's weird how you just connected everything that you just said. It's it's odd because there's a lot of people out there, such as us. We've been preaching it for, and not really. I can't. I wouldn't say we've been preaching it, but we've been talking about it forever and a day now. We've been talking about, uh, for instance, the Clintons. I Benghazi actually kind of. I know a set, lot of. I know Mick on this path. I knew a lot of people in Benghazi. I knew a lot of guys that were there. I knew a couple of the Delta operators that were there, um, just because I had served with them in the past. And uh, those guys have told me about the truth about Benghazi. I knew about the truth about Benghazi the day after Benghazi took place. And uh, I actually called my father, who's a retired general, and I talked to him and I said, hey, um, what is, uh, what do I do? I have this information. What do I do with it? And um, he told me in the most politest ways possible that a good old Catholic guy would tell you, sit on your thumbs, um, which means put them one place, put one thumb one place, put the other thumb in the other place and shut up because all of what that information that you hold on to is all literally it is you know, that's kryptonite. You cannot hold on to that. Whatever you're going to do with that, that's plutonium. It will burn through anything you touch. And I said, well, I can't keep my mouth shut. And uh, there were a couple people that I've talked to about it. And uh, there's some things I have said uh, that have uh, made their way kind of into the mainstream, not really. But uh, one of the people I did talk to who happened to be a friend of mine from way back in the day, he went out and did all the talking. I just provided him some of the information that we saw here in the United States about it was Benghazi was supposedly about some video about Muhammad getting beheaded and all this other stuff. And 
that's why they fought and that wasn't accurate at all that actually had absolutely nothing to do with it. it had everything to do with the fact that they had focused in on this compound they knew about the compound they didn't know about the cia compound but they knew about the state department compound and they were looking to attack an american target and they were completely al-qaeda it was a whole al-qaeda thing and the they Clintons were looking were for 911 and kids through benghazi and chris stevens was about to blow the whistle on it and that was another big part of it that a lot of people aren't aware of is what chris stevens knew and what chris stevens was about to blow the whistle on that a lot of people and there's uh couple Navy SEALs I have a lot of respect for, for and a couple guys that like I never thought SEALs we always in the army we always thought of them as sleepy and lift and sun <laughs> and uh, those guys though they're the few guys that are not about sleepy lift and sun they're actually just about getting the truth out there and two of them uh, well Tyrone Woods was killed unfortunately but uh, one of his best friends Jack Jack I'm still in touch with, and he has been dying to come out with what he knew that Tyrone Woods had talked to Chris Stevens about, and uh, he said it was really odd that Tyrone Woods and Chris Stevens were killed in the same night, and what they were killed, what information they both had that they were going to come out and talk about has never been released, and I found that really odd, and a lot of that has to do with old Killary, and, and we, we, still have, we still don't know about it because... Uh, Jack learned very quickly that you, you don't talk about that stuff because those people end up somehow killing themselves with two shots at the back of the head and a suicide note being left behind, which is next to impossible. So there's all sorts of things there that you kind of all kind of just melded into one. Really, honestly, it, it, it actually, if you knew about it in 2017. Um, I think you said 2000, you said 2007, you got the initial prophecy, right? Uh, I, I had the prophecy uh, January of 2017. 17, okay. Uh, but I did have uh, a Trump dream in 2008 about all this too. The House of Cards, Dick Cheney, Hollywood, how it all would become crashing down. And I never put two and two together because I never thought Donald Trump would be president back in 2008 when I had that prophetic dream. But every one of these dreams and every one of these prophetic words, uh, not only do they come true, but then as soon as they, uh, we mention them from the Lord, all intel comes pouring in just to prove it from the physical side as well. So I've seen all the evidence behind the scenes of all these 17 scandals, and it's going to get a lot worse. Yes, it is. Yeah, there, we've there's seen still more too. to come, too. I've just never seen it in such a comprehensive list outside of one other place, to be quite honest. Um, well, so going back to biblical here and uh, vaccines and, and mandates and all of that. Do you think that this vaccine is the mark of the beast or a precursor to the mark of the beast that's coming? It is definitely a precursor to the mark of the beast. It will be, you can call it the mark of the beast system because this system will be used by the antichrist uh, in, in the time of, of the tribulation. Uh, you see all the pieces and parts to it. You see, you, you can buy or sell, you can see how you can be isolated. You can see how it uh, can control you. You can see with uh, it's a liquid computing design, uh, device. Uh, that's what uh, Dr. Carrie Maje said the, the other day. She put it under a microscope. And that's one of the advantages of being on this Clay Clark tour. You get to see the world's best doctors and they know what they're talking about when it comes to these vaccines. And uh, they've studied it. And this is nanotechnology. This is, uh, it, it affects with 5G. Uh, it can be activated at any time, and it is completely sinister, beyond evil. 
Yes, I, I agree. And, and especially about the Clay Clark thing, um, I actually just found out today that my mom actually went away last weekend. She went to go hang out with uh, some friends in South Carolina, all of them fully vaxxed, except for my mom, because I, I got to her a long time ago. Um, so she, she has not gotten the jab and she will not get the jab. Um, but she came home with COVID and she found out today and she, you know, freaked out because my dad's still into the mainstream media and he has her convinced that she's going to die because she got a piece of paper that said positive on it. And, um, you know, mom, you're not any sicker now than you were 10 minutes before you got this diagnosis. Like, I promise you, you're not going to die. Um, but I can't even tell you how grateful I was to be able to call up Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Stella Emanuel and and get them to also tell my mom, you're not going to die. Um, 99.9% of people survive COVID and there are early protocols. There are treatments. Just because your doctor sent you home and said, uh, just treat it with over-the-counter stuff and if you get to the point where you can't breathe, go to the hospital and they'll put you on a ventilator. No, we're, we're not playing that game. I know better than that. But most people don't have those kind of resources to be able to pick up the phone and text some of the, you know, the best doctors in the world for COVID. And I'm, I'm so grateful that, that really that God has led us to this place where that we could do that because everything that's, everything that's happened to us, everything that we've gone through, every, everywhere we've gone has just been purely through the grace of God. I tell Mick all the time, we're just along for the ride. We've had little to nothing to do with, with this. We just stuck a microphone on the side of a computer and started talking, um, and somehow, purely 100% through the grace of God, people started listening. And that's fantastic. Um, and I feel like a lot of us here, and I call us the remnant as well, I think, and and I got a bit of a prophecy at, at one point that there were 144,000 of us that were chosen, um, or rather chose to be here in this time, in this place, um, that we will not be judged. We've already been judged, as it were, that we've given up our free will and we are here purely to fight the evil that's coming at the end um, and and that we are the remnant and there, that the rapture will be coming sooner rather than later. Um, and But the, the 144,000 of us that chose to be here in this time will stay behind to fight the dragon. That was the message that I got. And I actually got it on a plane. Um, it was, uh, kind of freaked me out, actually, uh, in, a, in a very big way. And it took me a while to wrap my, my mind around it. But I know that other things that were told to me have come true. And, and I'm pretty sure that that's true as well. Uh, tell me, Pastor Dave, from a, a biblical perspective and knowing what you know in the physical realm, what do you see... What do you see coming our way? What does the Bible tell us is, is going to happen? What are the next steps? And how do they relate to what we see going on in the world right now? Well, there's a, it's a double it's a double great awakening. People got to be, you're either inspired to go and seek the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, or desperation sets in. You're seeing no middle ground anymore. Desperation is setting in. People are going to, to, to Jesus in, in, in record numbers. Or they probably won't. Um, 
But one of the things that the Lord has told us is Matthew 24. He said that you have to preach the gospel from east to west to north to south to every creature. Well, technology just allowed us to start doing that this year. So we still have a short window that God is going to use to get the gospel message in every country of the world that every single person, no matter where they're at, can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's just the way the Lord works. And we know that's part of the Joel 2 movement, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the, the greatest time to be alive. If you, you were in Tulsa, it was absolutely amazing how the Spirit of the Lord moved in Tulsa. Um, hundreds came to Christ uh, when I gave them an altar call there in Broken Arrow, and many people were healed, and it was just the start. It was just the, the, the flame being started. So the best is yet to come with, with, the, with the outpouring. But we, we're going to see the darkness, because that darkness has to take it to a level uh, that people truly have to wake up and say, what am I going to do? What is life all about? What is the purpose? And uh, unfortunately, we're not quite there yet. And what is your, you, you did see the outpouring in Tulsa. I did. I saw it. I saw it just with everybody that showed up. I was amazed uh, with the crowd that showed at Clay's event. Um, again, that was invitation only. I get it. But still, like everybody made that trip. Like we made the trip from Georgia. You made the trip. For, you're, in, uh, you're out of California. Am I correct? I'm uh, out of Ohio. Ohio. So you made the trip out there. You understood, you know, the importance of it. You, you were drawn to the same, uh, like there's a lot of people that tell us now that, Oh, well you went out there to sell out. I was like, no, we, we didn't go out there to sell out. We didn't sell out. We didn't, what we went out there to do was judge. I mean, quite honestly, I went out there to judge because, uh, clay threw a lot of folks our way to say, Hey, look, these people will help support you if you support them. Um, but I, I, I got to meet people face-to-face. -face. One of my big things is I have to meet you face-to-face. -face. If I'm going to promote you, we have got to have a handshake. I have got to see your eyes. I've got to know that you're the type of person that if I say you're going to support me and my people call you and say, hey, look, I, I want to get involved in this. Okay, you're going to help them. Um, and that's something I saw there. It, it's something it's odd in the business world because a lot of people – it, it doesn't happen. You do this type of thing. You you zoom in. I, I don't like zooming. I think zooming stupid personally, but I would rather meet you face to face the old fashioned way. Shake your hand. Look you eye to eye. Say, look, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what we promote. Uh, I want to know that I'm promoting the right thing. I want to know that God knows that I'm promoting the right thing. Um, I, I was one of the first people to, you know, when Michael Lindell pulled into the parking lot there, I walked right up to him, shook his hand, said, hey, how you doing? And introduced myself and told him who I was and said, I, I really am looking forward to being a part of your organization because I've heard so many things about you. I've, I've seen you speak before Tampa. I talked to you uh, once in Tampa and we didn't get... We didn't get but five seconds. I just said hi, and you got to take a picture with me, but that was it. I was like, but I've actually met you before. This isn't the first time. And uh, there was a, another couple that was there, and they looked at me, and they said, what are you doing? You know who that is? I was like, yeah, it's Michael Lindell. He puts his pants on the same way I do, one leg at a time. It's no different. He's a human. Um, I, I don't understand. Some people get really wrapped around the actual about that stuff. I guess I don't. I don't have that. 
I don't have that ability to sit there and go, well, you're not Jesus. If, if you were Jesus, that'd be a different story. We would definitely be having a different conversation. I wouldn't be talking. I just shut up and drive my little bus down to hell because that's where I belong. But that's neither here nor there. The bigger part, you said in Tulsa, if I remember correctly, and I just want to make sure because you got up like three or four times and spoke. One of the things that you said that stuck with me the whole time was you said um, how this begins and ends with us. And I think you were referring to everybody that was there, but I kind of felt like you were talking almost directly to a certain select few in the crowd. What was that reference to? The remnant. It starts with the remnant and the remnant uh, is, is growing. You can see the size of the remnant get stronger after every one of these events. And this is not one of those things where you go to this conference and you get this emotional high and you go back to your workplace and you forget about it. You, you're building strategic partnership, whether it's Patriot or Christian or both converging together and the movement getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I just see the remnant. You mentioned Dr. Sherwood, that's, that's my doctor. I'm gonna be out in Oklahoma City. Uh, he's one of two people that we at His Glory uh, have promoted to be the governor or are endorsing to be the governor of Oklahoma and Jackson Lawmire. You probably met him in uh, in Tulsa as well. We've we're endorsing him. General Flynn has endorsed him as well. Uh, we need people like that in politics. We need Dr. Sherwitz who have run a practice, is a doctor, uh, has a, has a, a a police background with a SWAT. We need to fill our government with people that can do the job, and it's we the people, the Constitution which is based on uh, Judeo-Christian values, like Dr. Sherwood. He, first of all, he'll first thing he'll tell you is, I love the Lord first, and then everything else goes in order. So let me uh, ask this, Pastor Dave. So, I mean, if we if we feel like we're, we're in the end times or we're in the little time of trouble and coming up into the, the bigger time of trouble and, and into revelations, What's the point of all the little stuff? Why why should we continue to fight for people like Dr. Sherwood or, you know, we know that God wins in the end. Why why should we concern ourselves with the 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 minutia as it were? Well, because it impacts other people's lives. It impacts people for the kingdom. It uh, impacts uh, also our walk with the Lord. The Lord says that he doesn't do anything unless he tells his bondservants the prophets first. God wants to walk with us hand in hand to the mission. When Goliath blasphemed the most high God, David knew that God had it, but David still had to pick up the stone and take the shot. That's what the Lord is telling us right now. God can do anything he wants, but he's testing the remnant during this tough time. It's easy to be a Christian when everything's going well, but do you love me when it's really, really dark? Are you going to do the things I need you to do to open up the kingdom from east to west to north to south? to open up one heart, two hearts, three hearts, a billion hearts to know who he is and accept him before it's time to go home. One of the biggest problems the church has is the rapture. I believe in pre-trib. I believe I can prove it without a shadow of a doubt in the Bible. But when people think about a pre-trib rapture, oh, Jesus is coming. I don't have anything to worry about. Well, that's not what he called us to do. He called us to have our lamps lit on fire, never deny his name, never deny his word, and go out there and preach the gospel from east to west to north to south to bring in every creature we possibly can. As Paul says, finish the race so we can hear it. Well done, my faithful servant. 
That is not, we can't argue with that. Not at all. And I've, I've heard that phrase over and over again in the last couple of days. Well done, my faithful servant. Um, interesting because, yeah, you know, sometimes you, you hear something over and over again and it might be a commonplace phrase, but something happens where you hear a particular phrase or, or something is, is repetitive enough that you know it's, it's a sign that it's speaking to you. Anyway, that phrase has struck me in the last few days as something like that. Um, let me ask you this, and, and I've, I've talked about this a lot with a lot of people, um, both on our show as, and guests that have come on. I personally think that the, the jab, as we call it, um, because it's not a vaccine, it's a, it's a gene therapy, right? Or it's a gene manipulation. Um, it's doesn't fit any of the qualifications of a vaccine. So we don't call it a vaccine, but the jab, I think that the jab disconnects people from God at the genetic level. And I got there through words, um, DNA, when you break it down in the original Latin, the root words, dioxyribonucleic acid, quite literally translates to the truth of the one God in the fire inside. And then ribonucleic acid translates to the translator to the fire inside. And when you change the message, the mRNA, the messenger that brings the, the truth or bring, translates the, the truth from the truth of the one God in the fire inside to the translator and back again, when you change that message, what happens? And of course, you know, so many people have seen the video of, um, I think it was, you know, overlord Bill Gates, um, or the CIA video, maybe whatever it was where they're talking about, they've developed a virus to specifically target the gene in your brain, um, or the portion of your brain that is directly related to your, uh, religious fundamentalism, I believe is, is how they referred to it. Uh, I think that they found a way to do that. And so I think that in taking the jab, it disconnects you from God. God can no longer feel you or see you or know your name. Your name is erased from the book of life. Um, is there, is there redemption there? Do you think that there is some kind of redemption for people that have taken the jab? So many people are being forced and coerced and, and, you know, religious exemptions are, my company didn't even offer one. They said, we're not doing religious exemptions. Not at all. Um, I quit my job by the way, cause I wouldn't take the jab and I wasn't playing their stupid games. Um, but is there redemption for people that are now in this situation where they're, they're disconnected from God on a spiritual and physical level. And they have this, I mean, they're, they're almost being turned into transhumans. If you look at the gene therapy that way. Well, if you continue that process, yeah, then you, you, you are messing with it. It's nothing new. DARPA has been working on this for a long time. But as far as the soul in the Lord, he, he is always there for us to repent. And there are many good people who have taken it. I know generals that have taken it. that didn't know it, what all the information at the time. There are certain protocols that help you with that. Uh, but also the most important thing is to repent. If you repent in the name of the Lord, um, he is the great forgiver and he is the great healer. He can heal all things. And scientists believe now that, you remember the script, the scripture says, when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we become a new creature. The DNA molecule actually changes when you're born again. 
That's how great our God is. I believe that. And it, and it emits light as well. Each individual cell in your body emits a tiny little amount of light. And when that light dies is, I think, when you're no longer human. Um, I think there are some people that are walking around the earth right now that are not human and are possessed by demons and are among the many antichrists that have been prophesied that they're, they're coming. And I see more and more people prophesying right now as well. How do we distinguish between people who are actual prophets and those who are just so, uh, are, that are crazy, that, that are hearing voices in their head. How do you know the difference? Well, the, the first thing is wisdom and discernment. That's two gifts of the nine gifts of the spirit. But everything has to be weighed in the balance of the word of God. It has to be established uh, by two or three witnesses. Whatever God pro prophesizes to a person has to be backed up by two or three places of scripture. So if somebody's just throwing something right off the wall and using one scripture, I would be very, very... Uh, very careful. I don't listen to any prophets. There's probably only three or four that if people ask me, I could say, yes, they're a legitimate prophet of the Lord. I know there's many, many more out there, but I don't have the time uh, to go down rabbit trails to search, you know, somebody's prophecy that they, that, that they may have. I listen. The Lord's always told me, you listen to me, my son, not man. So I focus on him and his word. He'll tell me what I need to do. I'll be like a good Marine. Yes, sir. Reporting to duty and fulfill my my orders from my commanding general, which is my Lord, my King. So, so wait a minute. Uh, I'm going to guess you were a Marine. I was a Marine. Yes. Okay. Well, I see your K bar. That's why I was wondering. And I, I was, I, I was wondering, <laughs> I saw the K bar and I was like, ah, he's gotta be a Marine, but Hey, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Hey, I'm a Catholic. I was in the army. I was, a, uh, I was SF. I did, you know, my time and you did yours. I, I, you know, there's one thing I found about veterans. It's really funny. It's the one thing that scares the death out of Joe Biden. I, I no BS there, uh, because he sees something that, uh, and you know, I, one of the things I always tell my, my folks that listen to us all the time is liberals aren't dumb. Uh, they think we're dumb. And one of the things they're scared to death of is you and I. They are scared to death of veterans because one thing they re realize is something that took place uh, way back in 1774, 1775, is the 3% of us that had fought in the American Indian Wars, that fought in the Canadian, uh, all the, the, the French Indian War, uh, they, they, they were all veterans. Everybody was a veteran that stood up against the Brits. And there's something that, you know, it resonates still today that we have a ton of veterans that are standing up saying, you know what? No, this isn't the way America was founded. This isn't the things that we stand for. This is not the freedom that I fought for. This is not the freedom you fought for. Um, there is, but then I, I, I meet people and like, that's the coolest thing that's, it's really come from doing a podcast like this, uh, we just met a kid the other day. He's 23 years old. He's the kid that started the signs in New York City. Projects stand together against vaccine mandates. And he's vaccinated. And his, his dad's a Democrat. And it doesn't matter. He's, it wasn't about that. It was yeah. about his message. His message was like, look, we're about freedom. And when you take that freedom away, we're no longer the country that we originally were. And... It was something, I don't know, there's something about that kid. I, it like, it flipped me out like for the last day or the uh, last, I don't know, 24 hours or so, I've been sitting there walking around going, that kid 
really hit home. Like this is something I, I told them to send us posters. We're going to go around to businesses around here in Savannah. We're going to hang them up. We're going to ask the business owner, Hey, put this in your, in your front door. Um, help these, these guys out because they need to the help a, but B this is something I think all Americans can rally around. This is not, this is a bipartisan issue. This crosses both sides of the aisle, whether red or blue, it doesn't matter. It's all about freedom at the end of the day. And there's a lot of people out there. I'm not sure if they realize their, their freedom. I, I, I remember this one line from the Patriot, your freedom is as pale as your skin. And there's a lot of things that a lot of people could can learn from something like that. They, they can learn like, Hey, look, you know, you're absolutely right. Like my freedom is based around what I consider, uh, free is, isn't as free as I think it is. And there's a lot of people that don't understand that. But with that being a Marine, being a former Marine, um, there, there's no such thing as a former Marine. No, there is. That's exactly how you're supposed to address them. <laughs> once a Marine, always a Marine, just like once a fed, always a fed. Well, fed. As General Flynn always teases me, and says it takes two Marines to screw in a light bulb. <laughs> it, it, that, that's not that's not off. General Flynn is a very wise man. I used to work for General Flynn. That's how I know that he's a very wise man. Yes, and his father served with General, General Flynn, Flynn as well. Uh, that's so. true too. But yep. one of the things I, with your ministry that you have now as a former Marine, what what do you see like? Do you see a lot of more veterans? I mean, because I have a lot of veterans that listen to us. Do you see a lot more veterans coming to you? Or what is your, when you look at your ministry, what is your, I guess, your share per civilian, per veteran? How, what are, are you a 50-50 split, 20-40, you know? If, if you're talking about the U.S., uh, just the U.S. market, um, because we're, we're, we're in a- No, I know you're worldwide. I'm, I'm saying just the U.S. 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 Fifty uh, percent are probably uh, patriots that come on to see one of the generals. They know my military background. They're, they come in for the intel that we we've brought in, and then they become Christians. Uh, a lot of them are getting closer and closer and asking questions. And then you have Christians who've been Christians all their life that do, don't know anything about the Constitution, and they're learning how to, for the first time in their life, to be a patriot. And the two are converging together, and it's the most amazing thing that God is doing right. It's really funny that you just said that too, because, you know, I know a ton of Catholics uh, that know a lot about the Constitution, yet you hold that other book up there to your left. Um, They don't know a whole lot about that because they're Catholics and what we're taught. They don't realize what they've been taught is actually in the Bible. It's actually their Psalms. All all of that stuff is all there. Uh, I've been one of those people that's been deployed. I didn't have a Catholic priest, so I was handed a Bible by a Baptist priest. And he said, here. And I said, well, what am I supposed to do with that? And he's just like, uh, I was like, I kind of need the bread. I need the wine. You know, we, we do this thing as Catholics. And he's like, yeah, no, I get that. But we can't do that because we don't have a Catholic priest to come to you. So here's a Bible. And that was the first time I ever picked up the Bible and actually read it from cover to cover. And I was like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's because Catholics are generally taught not to read the Bible because the that's... Catholic Church prefers priests to tell you how to think and how to live and what to do, going right back to the Pope. So the Pope just recently came out and said that um, getting the jab is an act of love and that even though 
babies were killed, murdered, literally pulled alive from their mother's bodies and stored in a refrigerator for 24 hours before they were dissected while they were still alive in order to make this gene therapy. It's okay that you stick that in your body because it's an act of love. Now, again, without any Catholic canon behind him, he had no am, support of the church. I am not a big good Catholic, by the way, the, obviously. <laughs> one of the big things I've noticed is that, like, I was handed that, and there's a lot of people that, like my folks, they know a lot about the Constitution. They don't know a lot about the Bible. And when I try to mix the two, a lot of people say, well, you're trying to mix religion and, you know, politics. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you what religion is, and you're discerning from that that that's politics. I'm not telling you either way what have you found in that aspect do you find a lot of people that are resistant to the political nature and they think the church should be the church and politics should be politics well yeah because they were they, they were taught the wrong way they were taught they're told this 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 fake days don't separate church, uh, uh, church and state that has that, that's not what the constitution means it means what happened in nazi germany the the church was on the payroll of of hitler and when you're on the payroll of a king or a tyrant, that is that you're you're putting your your trust in them instead of the living God, and that's why they don't want you to know the Bible because the Bible is the only truth. We don't need to go to a man or a pope to get truth. The truth is the, the living word of God. So yeah, they've done it on purpose. They they've tried to dumb it down. They don't want you to know the Bible uh, because the truth is in the Bible, and um, the, the world is conf conformed to it. Now the Catholics that come to you, do you do you see that with them? Do you see that majority with them? I, I'm just wondering because I'm a Catholic. I yeah. always wonder how other religions view us, and I I see other people that we take a beating, and I think we're meant to take a beating. I think that's something about being a Catholic. If you're a Catholic, you're going to take a beating. It, there's something about it. Like I was an Irish kid Kinda growing like up. My dad, you know, he beat the snot out. It's just something we were we were brought up to do. It was like, hey, look, you're meant to take this. Uh, what is your thought on that? Do you see a lot of Catholics that kind of do the same thing? Uh, I've seen uh, we can we can prove that the Catholics have basically uh, grouped into four. Uh, they've split. So there is there is a 25 percent that still believe in the Pope and go through the Pope rituals. But the vast majority now of the Catholic Church is saying, nah, I don't know about that. That's that's against what we, we as good Catholics talked about as not being right. Uh, and then the, the fastest growing part of the Catholic church, which I think is just absolutely amazing, is they believe the Bible is the literal infallible word of God and the gifts of the spirit are for today. And they're pouring themselves in the Bible in a record number and they're growing eight times faster than any por other portion of the Catholic church. Well, well, that is outstanding. I, I have not heard that. You're one of the first people that ever enlightened me to that. That is, uh, that is a good sign. I would say I am, I am very much more hopeful for my own religion that you just warmed my heart. <laughs> no. Remember, it's Jesus plus nothing else. People want to say it's Jesus plus the Catholic Church, Jesus plus the Baptist. Jesus. No, I've always said it was always Jesus, always Jesus, never nothing else. It's always. In fact, Mick is uh, a bit of a heretic because he believes, as I do, that Jesus was married and had children, and that uh, that line. He was of, human. He was man. And that 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 line of Jesus still exists today, and perhaps plays a role in in what's coming um i think that's an interesting perspective and there's some 
quite a bit of historical data, historical evidence to support it, actually. So. I'm a big Templar historian. I yeah. mean, that's just me. But anyway, I know we're cutting down on time. Where can people find you? Where can they find your ministry? If they want to know about his glory, where can they go? Where can they get the word? That's the biggest thing I want to put out tonight because I think you have a lot. I, I think there's a lot of things that a lot of people, whether you're a Catholic or not, and I'm speaking to all my listeners, whether you're a Catholic or not, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Baptist, whether you're Christian, whether you're, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think there's a lot of things you can learn from this man. You just have to open your ears and shut your mind down and just listen. Listening is the most important part of everything. And there's a lot of people that just turn it off because, oh, well, he's not a Catholic. I'm not going to listen to him. Hey, folks, I'm a Catholic and I listen to this guy. And I tell you right now, I've listened to him on more than one occasion. I've actually gone as far as to look him up online to find out exactly what he was talking about because I was a little unsure initially. But now today, I got to tell you, I am right there with you. I'm not, we, we don't, we share a lot of the same values. I just believe about it differently. It's not about what you believe. It's about how we are at the end, what we're viewed as at, at the end. It's Doesn't not matter about the path you take. It's about the... The journey you lead. It's not about the path. It's about the, where the journey takes you from A to B. It's not about the way you do it. So listen to them and give them a chance. That's all I can say. I always say that about politicians. I'm going to say it about pastors too. Give them a chance. Listen to what he's got to say. If you don't agree with them, you don't agree with them. But give it a chance. Don't just shut him off because you believe, well, he doesn't believe the same thing I do. But where can everybody reach you at? www.hisglory.me. That's our website. And we'll be launching. We do have www.hisglory.tv. That goes to www.hisglory.me. That's where all our programming. We will be announcing a movie that General Flynn will be in on Thanksgiving, which will be on www.hisglory.tv. It's going to be one that will be right up both your alleys. You'll love it. It's the truth and what really happened on January 6th. Uh, well, we, we, were, we there, were there. So, so we're, we know, we're we already familiar. know what happened on January 6th. In fact, um, yeah, Mick, Mick probably knows better than most, although... I got a lot of friends that are, uh, they were, may have been in the crowd and they may have also been on top of some of the buildings and taking pictures for me because I got a ton of pictures from January 6th that I can show you that like, you know, the news told you how many people were there. How many people do, do you think were there in Washington, D.C. on January 6th? I, I was there. So um, what, what were the numbers you were told? Thousands of people, but there was, there was well over a million people. There might've been two million. There was over 6.3 million people there. You want to know how I know that? Oh. The Secret Service, the uh, Uniform Division Secret Service guys, you saw them in all the buildings surrounding the ellipse. Those guys were up there. They measure the crowd size in miles covered. And if you remember, do you remember how long of a walk it was from the ellipse to the Capitol that day? How, how, how long was it? It's like 45 minutes. It's a good like three and a half miles. It's three miles in yeah. total. Okay. And there were two streets, New York and Constitution, running parallel, and both streets were completely full of people. So that's seven miles of people. And they yeah. they estimated the crowd size based on that, and they said there were 6.7 million people there that day that showed up. Remember, for the most non, he was not the most popular president in history. He was considered the most boring president in history. That's just, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Obviously, we know that's not the truth. Yeah. So, but Mick, Mick, well, let's just say that uh, there's a couple people that know what actually happened to Pelosi's laptop and 
And uh, I might know those people. That's it's that's a very interesting story for another time. That would probably be an off-record talk because I know. Yeah. I know some of those people too. <laughs> I, I get in trouble if I said anything, so I yeah. try to keep my mouth shut. But there's a lot of things that took place that day that a lot of people, a lot of Americans aren't aware of. Like uh, there were things like we saw, we saw the crowd being allowed into certain places in the Capitol. And I was like, hey, they're not supposed to go in there. That's like really illegal. And when I saw the cops just like waving their arms, I was like, there's something wrong here. Uh, the Ashley Babbitt thing, don't get me wrong. I am one of those people that believes you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Um, do I believe she should have been jumping through a window like that? Absolutely not. Uh, do I believe she should have been killed for it? Absolutely not. Uh, there is a very thin line there. Um, was there other things those guys could have done that day? Absolutely. Um, and we did an interview with a guy who was in the hallway when Ashley was shot, I met him that morning on the ellipse and he called me that night um, completely shaken up and he hadn't spoken about it, but he was obviously devastated having witnessed it firsthand and he allowed us to record it and we we were the first people that he spoke to about it. Um, I've not been able to reach him since. I think he's probably rotting in a jail right now, um, but uh, you know, we pray for him every night. There's there's little else that we can do um so. other than repeat his story and tell him his yeah. and put his name out there and let everybody know that but hey we're still looking name. for this guy um we want to know where what happened to him we've been uh, very worried about it since we heard everybody getting arrested um but what else what do you think about that what do you think specifically more more specifically about those that were arrested from january 6th uh, yeah, you know, nobody's been charged with anything serious. Um, you know, Coy Griffin uh, coverage for Trump. He's been on his glory many times. Uh, they treated him just absolutely terrible. And they keep moving his, his court hearing back, 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 because they're afraid of discovery. Uh, I know the attorney that's representing most of those people, John Pierce. He's been on his glory many times. And uh, when this movie comes out, this movie has been done by Hollywood producer Nick Searcy. So the truth is going to be coming out and um, they're not going to like what's coming in this movie. I like it. I like it. That Hey, let us know because we will definitely push that out over this site. We will, we will push it out to as many people that will watch it. Yeah. We're excited for that one. I, I am now very excited. There's That's three American generals in that, this documentary, there is general Flynn, general McInerney and general Boykin are all in. Oh, General Boykin. General Boykin used to be my commander. I know who General Boykin is. General Boykin is a very good man. He is a he's a solid actor. I, I love that man. He's one of the few that like he was in charge of us in some of our darker times. So I, I know all about General Boykin. Well, sir, I appreciate you coming on here tonight. And uh, just one more time, if you would plug everything you need to plug right now. www.hisglory.me. It's not about me. It's about his glory. If God can use somebody like me, I'm a Marine. I went to the court. I was a director of three Fortune 100 companies. I had a near-death experience, taken up to heaven, and God changed my life to come into the ministry and to do things for his purpose and his glory. And I just found out probably about five, six months ago, I'm a mutt myself. I'm actually Jewish as well. So I am from the tribe of Judah. So I'm a mixture of, you can, you name it, a little bit is in me. We're so we're unique. Well, I like it. Uh, that that works for me. I, it, we're all mutts. Uh, we're all Americans. If you're an American, you're a mutt. I, I mean, there's very few of us that just have a pure bloodline of any sort. 
Unless you're Italian, in which case you're probably involved in the mob, and that's just a whole other story. But either way. Before I, we go, Pastor Dave, can I ask you to uh, lead us in a prayer? Can can we pray for all those people that have been forced or coerced or um, misled to, to take the jab and, and need to find God again? Would you mind doing that for us? Heavenly Father, we just we ask in your glorious name for your holy uh, your holy ways to touch every single person who has been impacted by this jab that has taken the jab that you give them supernatural healing you give them comfort you get have them get close to you Lord and for those who are all are worried about losing their jobs that they stand tall that you are the provider doors will open if they stand tall in your name open up doors of the supernatural Lord where a door looks like it's closed a new job, a new opportunity may come. It's only what we do for you that matters to, clo- to finish the race and hear the, 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 the signs from you. Well done, my faithful servant. Nothing else we do on the earth matters but fulfilling what the purpose you have for us and in our lives to finish the race for your purpose and your glory. And again, give people that supernatural shalom, your peace, that no matter what the world throws at you or throws at us, You've got it because you've overcome the world. And when you're not afraid, you will lead us in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Outstanding. I appreciate you coming on, Pastor. Thank you, sir. uh, This was amazing. We hope to have you back. I hope you come back. Love it. Thank you. Hey, if we can get your word out there, I I like it. I'll support you all the way, sir. Well, God bless you both. And God bless you, sir. Have a great night, and uh, folks, enjoy. Thank you so much.